it would always be somebody like like big lit name. Uh-huh. And then I was like, I like Percy Jackson by Rick Riordan. <laughs> and everyone was like, shut up. Why are you in this degree? <laughs> Welcome back to that pretentious book club. That pretentious book club. I'm your host. <laughs> Did you almost forget your name? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody, hey, I'm Wheezy. I didn't forget my name. <laughs> oh, so now you're so high. Wait, is that is that my real name? What's my real name? Your real name? Yeah. Your real name is Ash O'Rourke. O'Rourke. Ash O'Rourke, right. Okay, got it, got it, got it. And okay. you're uh you tell me. Have we met before? Oh, hi. Nice to meet you. Oh, hi. It's nice to meet you. Wait, I'm not Wheezy. (laughs) (laughs) You still don't know your name. I don't know my name. That's Kendall Shaw. I'm Kendall Shaw. My cousin, for all intents and purposes. Uh Uh, So, Dr. Palermo, I think we established that that was your proper title, your your accredited title. That's correct. Thank you for remembering. Yeah, I got you. I got some shade last time for just saying uh, Miss Palermo, Palermo. and it should have been Dr. Put some respect on my name. <laughs> Put some. <coughs> my God. <laughs> my husband says that all the time because he's in the army. So if someone like, says his name without his rank, he'll go, Put some respect on that. <laughs> it's doctor to you. It's doctor to you. <laughs> hey, it's Dr. Palermo. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wheezy. Oh, good. I need a doctor. <laughs> <I've asked. laughs> oh, my God. We didn't think about the <sighs> connection there. No, we didn't. Okay, so. Um, so, Dr. Palermo, mm-hmm. what are we going to talk about today on this podcast? Today, I'm very excited that we'll be talking about The Siren by Kira Cass. And The Siren is... Well, you're going to explain what it is. Oh, am I going to... Oh, yeah. So oh. I'm going to give the summary. Yeah. Oh, let me go back to my other page. Also, welcome to That Pretentious Book Club. Well, yeah. I said that in my ASMR voice. Did you? But maybe, oh, you did, didn't you? We whispered at each other heard. through the microphones. We were being really quiet, so if you didn't hear <laughs> excuse my dine anyways so episode you need two a I need- <laughs> uh, spoons you know me so well so we're gonna be talking about the siren uh in this episode by like dr palermo said kira cass uh whose name i just now learned to pronounce when she said it because i mm-hmm. never said it out loud um spoons is a long time kira cass fan if i'm correct. i am yeah I have only read this this book by her, which is I know is wrong because as a YA book lover, that means young adult books, by the way, for those of you who don't know, um, you you'd think I would have read some of her stuff. It's it's all in like the best selling section of yeah. Barnes and Noble. It's always like right up front in the YA section, and I just I've been like it's too trendy. I can't read it. <laughs> too pretentious it's too, for no. Kira honestly, Cass. what it is is it's that. <sighs> A little, that, that pretentious hey, hey. book club, hey. It's true. Well, it's always a girl in a ball gown on the cover, I feel like, and I'm yeah. like... That's the vibe. That's the vibe. And I was like, I don't think that's my vibe. Right, right, right. I get you. <laughs> Which is crazy, because I also think that we should all get to wear evening gowns and ball gowns every day, and I think that should be accepted. Much more often than we do, which Absolutely. is never. Which is never. The only time... I got to wear my wedding dress 
that was it. That's the only... Exactly. I didn't go to prom or anything. Like, I've never gotten to wear pretty dresses. And I think people should get to wear pretty dresses much more often than I just prom. I feel like an idiot for not buying the biggest <laughs> ball gown I could for prom. Right. What was I thinking? Right. Did when I think else? I was going to get to go to galas? I think you and I... Did I just get red lipstick on my white shirt? You I did. definitely did. <laughs> That's okay. Um... <clears throat> Sorry, guys. I'm probably... I need some something to drink. How about... Oh, I know. <laughs> some whiskey. I don't know where my yeah, flask is. Yeah, you drink all your tea? I think it's my only liquid that's within reach. Oh, Lord. Uh, oh, well. I guess I'll have to have some whiskey. You can waterfall my water. Some water and whiskey. Here, I'll pour some into my teacup. Okay. You guys... Wait. Here. I'll do it for the microphone so you guys can hear it. Ooh. This really this is an ASMR, ASMR episode. Yeah. Ready? Okay. Onto the, the dredges of my... The tea left with some, a bit of whiskey in it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, is that nice? That was nice. Nice. <laughs> I had to adjust my glasses. Here you go. Thank you for the water. Ah, uh, you're welcome. What it is is that we just recorded our first episode. We're doing these back to back. So I laughed so much hearing us. Like we, we listened through a few minutes of the podcast to be like, are we as funny as we think we are? And no, we're not. We're even funnier yeah, than we thought we right. were. So now I <laughs> God. <laughs> Our one listener left <laughs> after that. Mom, come back. Mom, please. I'm sorry. Mom, I'm hungry. When you come back, could you like pick up some food? <laughs> oh, I'm going to drink this now. Okay. I laughed so much at how funny we were that now I can't speak. Um, so, so Spoons is a Kira Cass fan. I am. I'm a mermaid fan. Yes. And that's what I need to say first and foremost, because... I have a few things, and that's the biggest thing. And I know mermaids and unicorns are trendy now, but I was trendy first. Before, when mermaids were still a weird thing. Like, we were still mermaid enthusiasts. We're still grouped with, like, the UFO enthusiasts. Uh At the point in time when I became obsessed with mermaids, I had a fishnet above my bed that I had put giant seashells and sea sponges in. Mm Mm-hmm. I make mermaid tails, swimmable mermaid tails with a working monofin in the bottom and fabric. And now you can get silicone tails. Now it's so trendy. There's like a whole mermaid subculture. And I would love to get a silicone tail, but they're very expensive. Yeah. But I would love to be a part of it. But now it's also like you go to like Claire's or Icings and there's like these like bright blue and pink shiny mermaid stuff. And I'm like, no. Everybody should have to glue seashells onto their notebooks like I did as a child. Do you remember the phase in my childhood where I hot glued seashells onto all my ponytails? And I would put like one yes. on the like, Katara style on either side of oh, my face. Yes. Yeah. But let me, can I just jump in real I quick? I would love for you to jump in. Ash is, and listen, of course we're not gatekeeping mermaids here. It's great that people love mermaids Yes, now. I'm so glad. But... Ash was the original mermaid. Thank fan. you. That's and all I'm saying. It's not that I don't want other people to join. Yeah. It's just that there. Everyone is forgetting how many of us existed. There weren't a lot of us, but some of us existed. You were first. proud. You were strong. I was proud. You were fighting I was the good strong. fight. I was fighting the good fight before anybody else knew the fight existed. So yeah. So if you're wondering why we went from Pride and Prejudice, an esteemed classic, to The Siren, Siren. a young adult novel that a lot of people probably have not read, Ooh. it is because. I love Kira Cass and Ash loves mermaids. Oh, and true. it was just the perfect blend of that we can talk about this. Yeah, you know? we can definitely. We also, we're going to try and record two episodes back to back. So we were like, we need to do books that at least one of us knows well. Yeah. So I had already read The Siren, but I didn't know it well. So I had to reread it. And I think Spoons here re-skimmed it because she does know it well. I, did I made her read it, Pride yeah. and Prejudice because I thought when we picked it, she'd already read Pride and Prejudice. But if you want to hear <laughs> about that rage, you can listen to episode one. <laughs> Well, and also I think that it's Never important that we mention early on that 
we kind of want to diversify the reading list here. You know, it's yes. not going to be all, all classics. classics because listen, I I came across this a lot in college. So to uh, Grand Canyon University, GCU lopes up all of my like eight people in my English lit degree before they phased out our degree. I remember when I told you my favorite book was Percy Jackson and you looked at me like I was super dumb because every time every single time it would have like an icebreaker which I hate icebreakers by the way who the hell doesn't (laughs) every single time it'd be like like American Lit 101 or whatever and then the professor would be like okay everybody gonna go around uh, share what your favorite book is every single lit class did this and then everyone would be like oh it's uh this Dickens book oh it's it's Jane Austen oh it's uh Charlotte Bronte is that her name yes actually I haven't read Bronte which I should oh we will we will will. be doing it yeah and or like some like other like random name like who wrote Anna Karenina uh you know the guy the guy yeah yeah, yeah. the guy with the name that's hard to pronounce yes 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 yes. yeah yes 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 it would always be somebody like like big lit name Uh and then I was like I like Percy Jackson by Rick Riordan (laughs) (laughs) and everyone was like shut up why are you in this degree (sighs) You are not pretentious enough for it. But boy, have I proved them wrong. Yeah. With my pretentious podcast. Exactly. Yeah. But I remember all y'all, just so you know. Yeah. Where was I going with this? So the point I think you're trying to make is we enjoy YA. We enjoy things yes, that are not. We like many things that are not just classic literature. Exactly. In fact, I think most of, probably 80% of my, 80 to 90% of my reading list is not classic literature. Yeah. And, and well, we understand that it's not for you guys either. So we're not. Everyone likes a lot of different things. And that's okay. So anyway, if you haven't read The Siren, you should. Maybe, it's actually yeah, a quick read. It's one of those few books that's not part of a series. It's a standalone. It so if you're like, I just don't have time to take on a whole new series or like I have many times in my life been like, I can't afford <laughs> to buy a whole freaking <laughs> series. So I can't start this book. Uh, this one you can. Yeah. It's and a standalone it's a and it's short, insanely quick, good. good. And listen, it's a little bit like it's it's the little it's a little bit like the the little mermaid story it's got the thing where she can't speak but this is the first and only little mermaid spinoff that i am all for it's Mm. not cheesy at all it's amazing it's it's still somehow totally original yes i have read many many mermaid books and uh, (laughs) listen i you know i love an expert you guys i am an expert mermaid literature that's my expertise And most of it is very bad. But it's just, it's hard to write convincingly about mermaids. Yeah. Um, as a child, I read Emily Winsnap, that series. I don't know if you did. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I uh, By Liz Kessler. It's a good one. If you we have children who too. you're like, I don't know if they'll like to read. And if they're probably mo- more towards girls than boys because it's a girl main character. So I know for me as a, as a kiddo, I was not going to read anything where the, it was a dude main character. Unless it was super funny. Unless it was Percy like Jackson. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if it's really well written, go for it. But if you have a little girl who's like not really into reading or something, I guess any kiddo. But I think, I mean, I'm picturing a little girl because I was a little girl when I got sure. into it. If you have um, a kid who likes mermaids or, or the ocean, or mermaids. the Emily Winsnap series. It's probably, it's like children's like middle grade probably. Yeah, it's middle grade. Probably more middle grade. But oh my God. And as a kid, I wrote to the author Liz Kessler and she wrote back to me. Like Ugh. I wrote her a letter, like an actual mail letter. And then I was like, she never got it. And like six <gasps> months later or something, or maybe it was like a year later, she was like, oh, I was on holiday <laughs> and I got a letter back and it was the best thing ever. And that's probably where my mermaid obsession truly, truly started was with the Emily Winsnap series. Oh, um, cute. So. Well, let's be clear. The Siren isn't about mermaids. No, 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 it's not. It's about 
sirens. Yes, but, but it's same vein. Very much the same vein. It's very much felt like a mermaid book, but a mermaid book done totally convincingly, which is hard to do. As same with fairy books. It's it's hard to do. Yeah, like, fairy books. To, yeah. Okay, wait. I want to read more fairy books. There's not a lot. Okay, there but are, I also but they're don't not. Don't want to read like. Mm, I don't know. The Fae are kind of assholes a lot of the time. Dude. You know? I'm writing a book right now with the Fae. Oh, yeah. But we don't call them that because they don't like to be referred to at all. Oh. Shh. Okay. I don't want them to hear me because they might make my computer break down. <laughs> They're going to make delete the <laughs> recording. Yeah. I'll leave a thimble of jam outside my door tonight. There you go. It'll be fine. Um, but anyway, so yeah, the siren, uh, Spoons is right. It's not about mermaid. It's about sirens. One siren in particular. The siren. Oh, my uh, baby. And it's amazing. And I know that I'm supposed to do the summary, but I'm not ready for that yet, so... Okay, do you want me to talk about Kira? No, first first I want you to give me some more personal background on your life, because we have it on our little docket to talk about our <laughs> personal lives. Some more background on my life, okay? No, tell me, what, what do I not know about you, Spoons? Oh, tell me a secret. A secret. Tell me a secret. Okay, are you promising not to tell? <laughs> I don't even know if I have a secret, dude. Um, oh, I won't. Okay. It'll be just between you and me and our listeners. Okay. Hi, mom. It, all three of us. Yep. Um, mom, you can't tell anyone. Mom, don't tell. Mom, mom, don't. You can't tell. I like how we keep saying mom because it's like we have one mom. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're talking about your mom and I'm talking about my mom. Okay, so, so maybe it's mom. Mom, don't moms. tell. Aunt Jen, mom. Okay, I don't think I have a secret, no. but I can tell you like what I've been up to. Well, we went through all of that secret okay. keeping pressure Sorry. for nothing. Um, tell me a secret. Okay, here's one. I'll ask you a question that you pro- that's probably been a secret okay. because you probably haven't talked about it. Okay. Did you ever, like, underwater try and sing like a mermaid and think that you were luring sailors to their death? Because I did a lot. <laughs> I'm sure I've tried that. I, I did used to think, like... Or stand in your backyard when it was, like, a quiet day and nobody else was around and you didn't think anyone could hear and you were like, ooh, like, trying to, like, lure someone to their death because I have... <laughs> Uh, I would have done do. it in the ocean, yeah. In the ocean? But okay. not just, like, in my backyard. But oh. I used oh, to... Am I weird? I thought everyone must have done that. Oh, yeah. You are weird, but... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's news to me. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, it, there's definitely a part of you when you're little that's like, okay, but I could be a mermaid, you know? It's like, but I could be, though. I could Well, like, who, be. who here watched H2O just out water? Oh, me. I'm raising no my hand. No ordinary girl. <laughs> I made all my college roommates. They were like, what are you making us watch? And then and then we watched the series a second time, though, because they mm-hmm. liked it that much. Except the second time, we were always like, oh, Cleo. Cleo. <laughs> Cleo. I have a friend. Um, hey, Leela, what's up? Leela is Australian. And sometimes she says stuff, and I think about H2O because I'm like, because she goes like, every time she, she doesn't say no. no. She's like, no. And I'm yes! like, Cleo. Cleo. Who's a character from H2O if you haven't that? seen it? I don't know. I heard that, so to sound British, I heard that, like, apparently, like, they use their tongue less when they speak. So if you try and speak without moving your tongue, you kind of come off sounding British. And I'm like, well, then what the hell do the Australians do? I don't know, dude. Because it's like their ovaries are like, no. Yeah, it (laughs) seems like it's their It's harder. It's harder. It's a very hard accent. It's adorable. It's, oh, it's so cute. It is amazing. Name one accent. Well, there's quite a few, but there's a lot of cute accents. Australia. My mom has a thing for Australian accents, though. Like if you like Siri, uh, Alexa, whatever it is, you can change the voice on. She'll change it to an Australian man. <laughs> and she's like, say that again. <laughs> My Siri is an Turn Irish left. Woman. And she's like, yes, yeah, Siri, what was that? 
<laughs> oh, Siri, can you say it one more time? Turn left. I didn't quite hear you, Siri. <laughs> <laughs> oh, turn left? Oh, that's, that's so funny. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God, Siri. <laughs> say it again. <laughs> Ishua was a good show. I mean, I'm about is it, it yeah. good? I don't know, but it's good. You know yeah, what I, mean? I agree. I mean, Lewis though, but then Zane oh, was a bad so boy, and I was about. I I really like Ricky as a person. Yeah, I like Ricky too. Could really relate to her. I got the second time I watched it. Cleo's character kept like making the dumbest choices. So we'd be like, "Oh my god, Cleo, stop!" Like that was. <laughs> I think the entire reason that me and my college roommates disagreed to watch the series a second time after. Okay, for them it was the second time. For me, it was probably the twentieth time. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think it was just because we all wanted to go, Cleo, stop, in every single episode. <laughs> oh, here's something I did do when I was little. Because of H2O, I was constantly, like, thinking, could I make it as a mermaid, like, with them? Yes. Like, yeah. anytime I would get wet. I still think about that. Yes, I'd be I like, still, well, every time, I'd be a like, mermaid now. I'll, like, walk by and, like, a sprinkler will, like, barely just a single drop of water, and I'm like exactly that's what they did they got in your head like that's yeah, exactly you're like now. now i have a fear of water <laughs> right uh, and i was so into like i was so i would watch videos about how like they made the h2o tails and now they have silicone tails and stuff yeah. but like that was like the first of the first besides aquamarine which was really the first of the first <gasps> oh, but that aquamarine. one they had like a whole different mechanical tail on top of the one that she wore in the water so yes just yeah I definitely put blue streaks in my hair like Aquamarine as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. My childhood was the Aquamarine movie and the Nancy Drew movie. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. The Nancy Drew movie was everything to me. It was I used to want to be her. I wanted I wanted her spy gear. Oh, my God. Oh, my like, gosh. I know. I wanted all of her cute vintage clothes. Oh, well. yes. There's another shout out to Leela. Leela, my sweet Australian friend, has the best style in the world. She's she does. so vintage, so cute all the time. She adorable. Hi, Leela. I hope she listens. Then we'll Hi, have Leela. then we'll have three listeners with both of our moms and Leela listen. <gasps> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. No. No. <laughs> Not good at it. Um, okay. That feels sufficiently personal. I feel sure. like I didn't write really any secrets out of you, but I've seen personal. this week. I because I was like couch ridden. Uh huh. <laughs> I read Pride and Prejudice or well couch ridden for those of you who didn't listen to episode one like a bunch of weirdos oh yeah um, my leg is um destroyed so she slipped on the ice I slipped on ice and my kneecap is the winter life. storm of 2021 in Texas was very dangerous in a lot of ways yes yes yeah so anyway now I'm on the couch but I have watched almost all of River Phoenix's movies now. Oh, my God. I have three left. Oh, my One God. One of them is a TV movie from Spoons, 85. why don't you tell me really quickly about your Keanu marathon? I would love to. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know how beautiful that sounded in my ears. That's like honey in my ears. Whoa. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah, because really River Fiendflix, which is what I'm calling it. Oh, my God. Um, only came about because of Keanu Thon. So Keanu Thon occurred mm, i've been a lifelong bill and ted fan and after the third movie came out i was like really just in that headspace of why don't i watch more of his movies because i've seen a lot because my dad mm-hmm. loves keanu my mom along with australian and, men yes. loves keanu and loves heather keanu. loves keanu uh-huh. i mean who, keanu's great keanu is great and so i didn't any way i was just like you know what i want to watch dracula because i'd heard it's kind of funny and so I watched Dracula, and then... None of this background justifies your insane Keanu. No, this is insane. I, I recognize fully. <laughs> and then I just kept watching them. And it didn't it help never that stopped. my friend Peyton um, 
I started with Peyton and then also my other friend Logan from college. You have other friends? Um, um, spoons? Uh, You're not allowed to have other friends. I'm made, your only friend. I made them up. They're not real. Oh, I feel better now. Okay. Um, I have a lot of imaginary <laughs> friends too. They Peyton was also super like she because she loves Bill and Ted also. So mm-hmm. we were in it together and we were just watching Keanu movies for fun. And then after I had watched a couple, I was like, what if I just watched all of them? And I did. And it took me four months. And I watched every single Keanu Reeves movie, some of them multiple times. Oh, my God. I watched I Love You to Death, which is a 1990 comedy film starring Kevin Kline, Tracy Ullman, William Hurt, uh, Keanu Reeves. Also, River Phoenix is in it. Joan Plow, right. Anyway. Uh, Do you see me, like, glaze over? Because I don't know any celebrities' <laughs> names. I know Keanu, and that's it. It is. It's a and comedy. And Matthew McConaughey. Hi, Matthew. Oh, yeah. She, so he's got a Matthew thing. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. All right, all right. Well, anyway, I watched that one six times. But oh my God. I have seen lots of them multiple times. You kill me. I've. I, so I watched This was the dirty movies. secret I was looking for. I mean, oh. it wasn't a secret to me, but most people are going to be like, oh, my God, she did what? Yeah, so I've watched, I've watched seventy three Keanu films, um, <laughs> including oh the bad ones and the ones that were like TV movies from the eighties. Definitely way more movies than I watch in like two years. Yeah, I maybe more. I like watching movies. So anyway, and River was in two Keanu movies, oh my, God. my own Private Idaho and I Love You to Death, which I previously mentioned. And so anyway, I was just like. And he was only in, like, 16 movies total. So this week I was, like, kind of feeling like watching more River movies. And I ended up just doing it. So anyway, that's what I've been up to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That was amazing. Well, I'm so glad to hear that. And now I can't stall anymore because I know I'm supposed to give the summary yeah. for the siren. Wait a minute. Um, first, first, let me ask you a question. How oh. do you pronounce the main character's name? Kaylin. Okay, that's what I thought. Yes. So that one was right, but I'm sure the other pronunciations I'm going to go for aren't. Um, the boy is a Kinley. Oh, I got that one too, actually. Okay. I did write on two. Um, I was like, what is that sound? It's Henry, Henry, my puppy. It's her sweet puppy. It's a clippity, clumpity, clippity. It's his little feet walking around. I heard it before and I was like, am I hallucinating? May I have one of your tissues? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know I'm asking you to reach it like you can't. Oh, no. <laughs> I can't now. Tell them what happened, Spoon. I tried to hand her the the tissues, and they just and uh, I slapped them out of her. Them. They fell on the ground where neither of us could reach them. Great. I asked the gimp for help, and here we are. <laughs> okay, so a uh, summary of the siren, which I should have written down. So. Um, the story starts out with kind of a flashback into Caitlin's life. Her and her family are on a cruise ship. I think, yes, and they're wealthy people, and then um, all of a sudden, her her mother starts to hear sound, and they and they all go outside um, to the ship, and everyone's basically throwing themselves off the boat with a smile on their face. They're all clearly entranced, um, and so Kaylin also goes underwater, and all of her family is dying. Everybody on this cruise ship is dying, and um, the ocean, who is a character in this, who I have a lot to say about later, um, yes. has... <clears throat> asks her basically uh if she wants to live or die um and so of course she, she wants to live and so then these three other girls pop up i think it's three at the beginning i think so pop up um and she they're on, this is very cool they're on top of the water which is wild to me because i like that more than trying to have them all talk underwater mm-hmm. that's always bugged me so this that's better um 
so they're on top of the water and they basically say, look, you can either, you know, join your family in death or you can become a siren. And that means that you're going to sing with us when the ocean needs to feed, which is by eating people. Oh, yeah. They, the ocean drowns people and mm-hmm. then eats them. To it's f- pretty sick. It's awful. Apparently, she has to have these. She gets hungry and she has to have these sacrifices to continue to function so that the world can continue to function because we need the ocean to live. And I just... Anyways. So, Kaylin agrees to um t- to sing to people, to be a siren, to join these girls and then murder them. So then fast forward. What, so they're, on, they're in contract for, what is it, 100 years, right? Yes, I believe so. They're in contract for 100 years. And then at that point, they get their memory wiped and they get to go and join, rejoin society. So they get their lives back. Um, so we jump back to the rest of the text. That's just like basically the, the prequel-ish thing they throw in at the beginning. And she has 20 years left. She's been a siren for 80 years. She has sung to many, many ships and many people have died. And um, oh, what up, Carissa Harlow? I just got a notification on our That Pretentious Book Club Instagram that... Carissa Harlow, one of my sweet, sweet friends from college, also an English lit major, um, probably going to be our, what, fifth, fourth listener? <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Carissa! I uh, just accepted my follow request. Oh. Not that she followed me, that she accepted my follow request. Oh, that's how we do it around here. Yeah, for real. We'll just follow every single person that we want to listen to our podcast oh, until they idea. do. Oh, yeah. And then we'll call them personally, and then we'll show up at their houses. <laughs> <laughs> hey, are you listening? Hey, are you listening? <laughs> um, anyways, so... Uh, Back to the summary. I should not have looked at my phone. Like, that distracted me. Um, so she's got 20 years left on her contract. Many people have died. She's grieving over it. Uh, they do kind of, like, her and the other sirens do kind of engage in real life a little bit. But they're not allowed to speak because this is, the, and this is the big thing for the whole book. If somebody hears them speak, they will drown themselves. Mm-hmm. Happily, they will drown themselves. So they have to pretend to be mute. So, uh, Kaylin, I keep wanting to say Kira because the author's name is Kira Gass. <laughs> so, Kaylin, uh, her thing that she likes to do, like, some of the other girls, like, they like, like to go, like, clubbing and party and they just don't speak and stuff and they have a good time. Um, Kaylin, she's, uh, she wears these circle skirts. She's also very vintage. She's very Yeah, vintage. well, because she's from a different time. Because she's from a different time, yeah. exactly. And so, she never really adapts. That's kind of her thing is it's different than the other siren she's with is she really does not adapt. Yeah. And that's, it's kind of the problem, but it's also what makes her, it, her. Um, so she goes and she sits at this college. They live in, where do they start? In Florida, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so there's this college town and she'll go and she'll like sit under a tree and write or, you know, or go to the library a lot. Um, at the libraries where she researches morbidly the people who have died, who she has murdered. Yeah. It's really awful. I think that is like a crazy thing for Kira to throw in there. It was really crazy. It's like. It's a cool detail. It's terrible to think about, but it's like, maybe, I mean, yeah, I mean, she would have so much guilt. Yeah, she would have so much guilt. It's awful. But I think, I don't know, I think, I think she wrote Caitlin fairly realistically. So she's there one day and this kid shows up. I did not like him at first. I want you to know (gasps) my first impression of him was not positive. I was like, oh my God. Hi, why are you talking to me? It's like, I have a negative reaction in general when a man comes up to speak to me in public who I don't know. I don't care how young or how old you are. I'm like, why are you talking to me? Actually, it's not even just it's not even just men. It's also women, but it's especially men. I don't like to be spoken to by strangers. Mm. So he comes up and he's talking to her and I'm like, leave her alone. Like, why are you? I was something really predictive of Kaylin. And he's like, 
he's being cute and sweet, but I'm like, ugh, he looks like a, in my head kind of like a like surfer boy. Like he's got like blonde tussled hair or whatever. Uh, and I'm like, mm. no, I love him. No. Okay, I'll talk about it later. I'm sure you do love him. <laughs> That's love the trend him. is that I'm really judgmental of someone and you're like, they're a sweet baby. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't trust them at all. <laughs> Anyways, so he is he is sweet, though, because he kind of like tries to like engage her in a conversation, which she's is like not really used to. So they're also like they're made like supernaturally beautiful when they become sirens. So they're mm-hmm. used to like men being attracted to them and kind of hitting on them. Mm-hmm. But no one's ever really tried to hold like a conversation with her and engaged about like the book she's reading. He's like talking to her about it. It's about it's about cakes because her her secret dream from the beginning is to get married and have kids, which is so sad. I um, know, poor thing. Yeah. So, uh. I totally just thought your cat was my cat for a second. That was really weird. <laughs> missing I was your like, cat. Lily, <laughs> what are you doing over here? Um, anyways, how's the summary going so far? It's going great. <laughs> okay, so the... Akinley's talking to Kaylin. Akinley's talking to Kaylin. She leaves and she's like, wow, that was an interesting interaction or whatever. Um, they Some other stuff happens, blah, blah. They run into each other again. And uh, he asks her on a date, kind of, to bake a cake. This is the cutest date. It is the cutest of date. All time. And I really, really like this idea. Boys, listen up. Stop doing the take a girl to dinner and mini golf or dinner and we are like, but mini golf's fun because you can do stuff while you're on it. You know how many how many times and I have not been on a lot of dates because I don't like people. So that's <laughs> that's why it should be shocking that like ninety mm, yeah, 90% of the dates I've been asked on have been to dinner and mini golf. It's not original. <laughs> I've not even been on a lot of dates because I don't like them. But it's not original. It's cute and it's fun. Yes. Save it for a second or a third date, I want to say. Yeah. Because you could do something instead that's original and fun and is like actively doing something like a Kinley did. Yes. Like take her to your college dorm. And bake a cake with and her. And bake a cake. And I, that's not a euphemism. Take her to your college <laughs> No, literally bake a cake. Literally bake a cake. He is so cake. pure and cute. He is so pure. And guys, that's sexy. Pure is sexy. Oh my gosh, he's so sexy. Not to sound like an abstinence <laughs> tape that my mother played for me as a child. <laughs> but pure is sexy because it's so sweet. He's, There's no ulterior he motive. He was unexpectedly sweet. He I was re- unexpectedly sweet, yeah. The the lack of an ulterior motive is what's sexy about the pure thing. Yeah. It's nice to know that a guy just wants to be around you because they like you. Because they like to talk to you like, and engage oh, with you. Cute. She's nice. I want to like Yeah, hang he's out like, with I her. like hanging out with her. She's fun to hang out with. And yeah, and she wasn't even talking. I know. And he really made the effort there. Like He did. He really, I think that was also what was so just just charming about it is because the effort really had to be all on his side if he wanted to get to know her he was gonna have to put in the effort yes and he did and he did and it was so and sweet. he was like understanding and yeah cute and didn't like good. cry too much yeah Ugh. i would have liked to see more of a kinley's character in the book i oh, feel like uh, it was mostly about caitlin so we didn't get to see as much about him yeah um but, but caitlin is good. compelling as well i like she's her. definitely still compelling yeah um so uh they go on the date she's like oh no i'm falling in love with this guy we can't have a life together. <laughs> and we in the background. That's the sound of his feet. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, so she's like, well, there's no way we can have a life together if I fall in love with this guy. Because, you know, she's going to have her memory wiped. So not only would he, he be super old by the time that, well, not, how much time is she, how much time is she? He wouldn't be super old, but he wouldn't know who she was and she wouldn't know who he was. Um, so she 
basically packs up the other sirens and they move to a different coastal town. So this whole book is really them moving to different coastal towns yeah. for her to get away from McKinley, who she's deeply in love with. And also, yeah, can we? No, no. I want to interrupt your synopsis. My, my, so it's, it's almost done because I, I know I'm missing a lot of stuff, but I'm not really no, good at go ahead. Go ahead. Um, we'll just get back to it. So uh, in that time, they get a new siren. Oh, so one of the sirens who, the only siren that was there before Kaylin, she leaves. Her her contract is up. She first reveals a pretty big secret to Kaylin, which is that she had a daughter. And the ocean, the ocean is kind of personified as like a, this mother boss figure, uh-huh. definitely a feminine figure. Uh-huh. Um, and she doesn't take wives or mothers because she feels that they are too committed to the people on land to serve her fully. So she never even, so, and she can kind of read their minds. So... Kaylin never had any idea what's her name is Ashling I think yes like the Irish spelling of yes. Ashling um and she reveals to Kaylin when Kaylin's like I'm in love with this boy and I don't know what to do about it because the ocean is not for that the ocean would never ever let me um Ashling's like well I have a daughter and the ocean never found out boom oh, like a drop it was amazing it was amazing so uh and then she actually I was so so terrified because I couldn't remember what happened in the book I was like oh my god does the ocean find out and like rip her away like right before she's about to like join the real world again and no no she didn't because I'm gonna give you spoilers in my summary because I don't know how else not to yeah. so Ashling's contract ended her memory was wiped which is so tragic I hate amnesia can I just ooh, I'll yeah. get into it later but I hate it um so she's they put her in front of a boarding school and send her away mm-hmm. you know she's her gets her real life yeah. but not her real life back just a new real life yeah um so Kaylin's like well maybe maybe I can just you know love Akinley from afar like Ashling did with her daughter and then she's like oh I can't do that um so so they they get called to drown a ship oh sorry first I think they get a new siren um who comes from a very tragic background and they do some questionable things later because of it um so they have a new siren so kaylin's trying to, she's just she's super depressed most of the book is just her being just wildly depressed kaylin is depressed yeah Poor baby. and her and it's her sisters her siren sisters not knowing what to do about it and they all want to help that's why they're like they keep doing the moves and stuff and they're trying to like get her to engage with other things but she's just so sad she's heartbroken because she loves someone she can't be with somebody who obviously loves her back yeah. um so they get a new siren, and the ocean kind of picks this new sister to try and distract Kaylin, like, to give her something else to do, and that does not work. Um, so uh, they're going to the next singing, which is where they all stand on top of the water in their beautiful salt dresses, which I have something else to say <laughs> so about later, because cool. it's amazing. Um, and they sing, and the, they, they drown a ship. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, uh, they start to do that, but then Kaylin can't go through with it for the first And that's the one rule is that or the two rules is you can't speak to a human and you have to sing yeah um and the sirens have been killed before for not doing it yeah the ocean will kill them. the ocean will kill them but kaylin is kind of the ocean's favorite yes he's definitely the he's favorite the child favorite child 100%. for sure yeah so so kaylin refuses to sing um and because it's a oh that's right because there's a bride because her a so her dream is to be married right the ship that they drown is a cruise ship and it's a person's wedding going on, and she sees the bride going into the water, and she just loses it. Dude, it's like some dark. It stuff is some going dark on. stuff. Kira Cass was darker. He doesn't pull punches. Than I remember. No. Um. So Kaylin flees, and she washes up 
on the shores of coastal Maine. And I love that. And that's where Kinley is from. She yes. washes up basically on his beach. Yes. And uh, and he takes care of her. And she still can't talk. And he's just like, what happened? And in the time that they haven't been together, Kinley's life has fallen apart. He never went back to school because his his parents died. And that was one of the saddest parts to me. Is that was so he's sad. so full of life and like bright and happy at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then when you see him again, he's like rest and like changed and it's so sad it's so sad but you can see like as he spends even just like a day with her he definitely kind of comes back to himself a little more and they're just so good for each other and then and then so they hang out together and he's like look i know you're not a normal girl and usually you're like oh no oh no but he's like that's okay and then he's like, oh, let me take you away from this crazy world. Basically, he's like, my grandfather or whatever left me this house. I think it's his grandfather or yeah. something like that. Left me this house on the coast on a sand beach in coastal Maine. And anyway, so she's like, we can do it. Yeah, sure. Like, she's thinking, I can do this. I just won't speak. And I'll just pop over to the ocean and be really secret about it. And I'll go, you know, help th- with the singings while I have to. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, um, so then... He kisses her and she says, wow. Kaylin! No, he hears her voice and she says, wow. And he immediately tries to drown himself. And so they're in the water and she's trying to pull him back to the surface. and 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 she can't without the ocean letting him go. So she like tells the ocean like, I'll do anything you want. Like she's like, I'll even like, you know, drown a thousand people, which is horrible. But I get where she's coming from. She's definitely desperate. I can't say I would have done anything better, which is awful. But I mean... We, human nature. We don't blame Kaylin. We don't blame Kaylin. Basically, yeah. We don't blame Kaylin. Um, and so she says, uh, just let me save him. Uh, and the ocean does relent and, and lets uh, her save him. But uh, I'm crying. <laughs> so funny. I'm doing a good summary. No, you're doing I great. Do, I do good summary. Mm-hmm. Hooray. Um, so Kaylin rejoins the ocean, but the ocean is like real pissed mm-hmm. that she ran away from home, basically. And she's really upset that, like, Kaylin is torn, like, between her and Akinley. But she promises, she keeps threatening to kill Akinley, the ocean does. <laughs> and then Kaylin's like, I'm not going to love you if yeah. you do that. And the ocean's like, why don't you love me anymore? And she's like, because you keep threatening to kill the boy that I love. And so finally, the ocean promises instead that she will protect Akinley if Kaylin will be devoted to her. And also, she has to serve now 50 more years. How awful would I would just be like I'm I know when she was so done. close to being done so too. close to being done yeah I'd be like I'm not singing take me away yeah <laughs> I can't <laughs> yeah. um so then it's a strange things start happening with Kaylin she's like trying to like devote herself to this life her life like for the ocean now and just like and not you know just like give up on on getting to be with a Kinley and she still worries about him constantly but um she's like trying to like honor her bargain with the ocean sorry making sure that we're coming through loud and clear we are um so so she starts to have like these weird symptoms and basically her siren side is failing her her ability to breathe underwater to like swim really fast or to sing the song it's just not working like she doesn't have the ability to anymore and then she gets really really sick and they're like what the hell is happening yeah uh, and then her sister sneaky away to go check on Achilles, and he's sick with the same symptoms <sighs> he's in the hospital and he's dying and the doctors can't figure out what it is yes um and the ocean I'm so mad because the ocean totally knew what was happening the whole oh, time. Yeah. So basically, the ocean, she, Kaylin almost dies. We're getting towards the end of the book. You're like, they're just going to die. They're just going to die. Yeah, it feels really hopeless towards the it end. It really does. Yeah. I was like, whoa, the page count is getting smaller. <laughs> I know. And it's like, no problems have been resolved at all. Okay. Uh, so the ocean is like, fine. I guess I have to, you know, because I love her. She basically, Kaylin's like, you're a bad mom. 
(laughs) (laughs) She is a bad mom. And she realizes, oh, I'm a really bad mom. That's why my other daughters don't like me. So she's like, fine, I'll do it. I'll make the ultimate sacrifice and and give up my daughter, Kaylin, who she loves so much. And she basically, like, takes the siren juice. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Takes the siren juice out of her. Um, And so she's a normal person again. And they, they, so she wipes her memory, like she always does, and then sends her back to coastal Maine. But she doesn't have her memories. And she's there, and Akinley's family remembers her, and they loved her, and they bring her into Akinley's room. And Akinley is – so now Akinley's – he's going to get better because their health is linked. So now they're both going to survive. But Akinley is, like, in bed sick, and he is just, like, thrilled to see her because he loves her so much. And she doesn't remember him. But she thinks – but she knows his voice. And so that's, like, the one little ray of hope you get at the end of the book is that she knows his voice, and, it's, and she needs his voice. So they're definitely going to fall in love and be together. You're pretty much assured of that. But he doesn't remember her. And I'm leaving that on a downer because I felt like I was left on a downer. But they, she tries to leave you on an upper. I mean, considering how messed up everything was, I think it ends pretty well. Like, Kim <sighs> doesn't die. Kinley doesn't die. Uh, she doesn't have to deal with, like, the guilt of being a mass murderer. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> I hate amnesia. I know. It's such a cop out. And in this, this is the first case I've seen it used where it wasn't used as a cop-out, but I still hate it. Well, Everything yeah. that they had is gone. What was the even, what was the point of everything, all their other scenes together? They're well, disappeared. They don't, they're gone. See, this is why Teen Beach Movie 2 is so frustrating. Dude, I totally, I was just thinking about Teen Beach Movie because I love Teen <laughs> Beach Movie. And yeah, you're absolutely, I, ooh, if I was, I don't want to bleep it out because it's more work for me, but I want to really, ugh. <laughs> I want to use lots of profanity. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, well, I hate amnesia. I. You can hear it now, right? What, Henry? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's clicking away. <laughs> Henry. <laughs> Sorry. Looks like he's tap dancing. <laughs> I, I feel you. I just think that this book is by its you're nature. Gonna, you like Kira. You're going to forgive Kira because you love Kira. I always forgive her. I can't. A little can't bit her. melancholy. I can never forget. Forget, sorry, forget. <laughs> I will never get amnesia. <laughs> I will never forgive, nor will I ever forget about an author who gave a character amnesia. I will never, ever, 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 ever spoon. <laughs> okay, okay. <sighs> I was going to save that for my least favorite part, but here we are. <laughs> okay, so, well, that's actually Summary's over, by the way. That was the end, end of, of summary. summary. Well, should I talk about Kira first before we get into the book, or should I mention her after? Go ahead. Okay. (laughs) Okay, now I want to talk about my queen, Kira Cass. Yeah. Okay, so can I just give some personal? What? I have to pee. (laughs) We're taking... Okay. (laughs) The tea and the whiskey is going right through me. (laughs) I'm going to put us on pause real quick. Okay. And we're back. We're back. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Okay. After my stunning, really well-summarized synopsis. It was great. I'll do better next time, everybody. I no, I liked it. It was great. Lots of ramblings and uhs. Okay, so now you guys are done with the torture. Now you get to listen get to... Get ready for more ramblings and uhs because, boy, have I got... You have a personal connection with this author, though, don't you, Dr. Well, Flamel? not one that she would recognize, but yes. You never know. <laughs> she could be like that one girl with the stunning hair. <laughs> I remember her. 
don't think anyone's ever described me like that. I do. You have fabulous hair. Aww. It's so thick. And whenever you do it, it looks like perfectly like little like vintage like Aww. waves around your face. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, yes, it is true. I'm a Kira Cast stan for sure. <laughs> I love her. My first exposure to her was I read the Selection series, which I think she's right. most well known for. I have not read it, but I know it's popular. Yeah. Um, Too popular for me. Hair toss. <laughs> Well, let me tell you, it is excellent. Excellent. And I was obsessed with them. I still kind of am. I think about them all the time. She, Kira is so good at like the excellent, like romantic one liners. Oh my God. She thinks so? Yes. I think, I think I don't like romantic one liners. Well, not pickup lines, but no, like, no, not pickup lines. I just don't think I like romantic one-liners. Oh, well, that's that's not something I can relate to. <laughs> no, I think maybe that's why I can't relate about this. Is I'm like, I don't think that's a priority for me. Oh my god, she's so good at them, though. Well, maybe okay. we'll see. Continue her, continue. her main. So, so I love the selection, mm-hmm. and um, I'm a huge fan. And then I also, so I had gone to um a book signing for her uh, when the third selection book came out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was stoked. Uh, it was so <laughs> exciting. And I'm like in college at this point. Right. Um, and. Uh, college. I had met. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm familiar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I was. Whenever, however old you were. Maybe I was a senior. Anyway, whatever. Uh, I met her in the like signing line, obviously, mm-hmm. and then I also like asked her a question at the thing. Would thingy. you ask her what she say? Oh my god! <sighs> See, this this is Spilled the bad tea. thing about me is because I want to talk to the author so bad that I will sometimes. And this is ha- this also happened when I met Rick Riordan. I've never met an author that I love really. Like my cl- my closest author interaction was when I wrote a letter to Liz Kessler. As a oh child. yeah, yeah. Oh, you know we should. Okay, never mind. I'll talk about it later. Yes. But, um, yes. <laughs> Uh, I knew her the answer to this because I'd watched an interview. You from asked her. her a question you already knew. Yeah, the because answer I couldn't to? think of another question. Oh my god! Because Kendall. they weren't like doing spoilers, and I was Good like, "Well, Lord. all my questions are spoilers." But oh I was like, god. "I have to talk to Kira." So I asked her what her favorite. I have to talk um, to Kira. <laughs> I asked her what her favorite dress on the cover <sighs> of each book, like on the cover of the books, was, and she was, and she answered, and I was like, "The I answer that you, you already." Say. <laughs> but. <laughs> I'd be so pissed. Well, I didn't tell her that. If I was an author and someone came up and asked me a question and they already knew the answer, well, I'd well, be like, the hell was that about? What was that for? The only way she would ever know is if she now listened to me explaining. Kira, no! your, your fan here is a poser. At least I'm not a poser. I might not have read your book, but at least I'm not a poser. Please, I love you. She was too starstruck I to was. come up with her I own question. I had to ask a question. That kills me. Um, I would have just not asked well, a question if I didn't have Everyone one. Everyone else at that ask, at that signing didn't know the answer. So, so I provided them with an Yeah, answer. but don't act like that was your motive. No, it wasn't my motive. <laughs> <laughs> it was entirely selfish. Uh, and then I met her again. Oh, also, she answered you the question. twice? Yes, I, I met her twice. I did not know that. And she talked she to me really, on Twitter one time. She might remember you. <laughs> I don't remember what it, Oh, I remember what it was. Okay. my. Um, I wonder how loud it was when you clapped. I know. I'm so sorry. I just screamed and then clapped. Um, but <laughs> I've laughed equally loudly. So. <laughs> my friend, Catherine, she uh, went to high school with me. She was a freshman. I was a senior. And uh, she is an angel. And 
You know what? She loves books. Catherine, if you're listening, I love you. Anyway, um, Carissa has a second personality I named Catherine. (laughs) Catherine is real scary. (laughs) Okay. Hey, Carissa. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Catherine, I'm sorry. And uh, Kendall's Catherine. I'm also sorry. (laughs) Really sorry. (laughs) Well, my Catherine went to. Catherine uh, with a C or with a K? With a K. Okay. My Catherine <laughs> went to a uh, like a a book something like a book festival thing, mm-hmm. and Kira was there, and I was I'm a huge obviously was a huge fan. So and she what yes you and haven't so been clear enough Catherine about Catherine knew about this and mm-hmm. got Kira to text me on her phone. What yes, Kira texted me. Oh my god! And um, I'm, wow, that is cool. I was like starstruck. I was like freaking out. And then Kendall starstruck is my favorite thing in the world. (laughs) Kendall does starstruck better than anybody else has ever done starstruck. It's just my constant state of being. Uh, It's it's not hard. But when it happens, it's just you would think that you would think it is like you're always 100% starstruck or not starstruck at all. It's true. I'm like, "Mm, yeah, whatever. It's fine. Well, I, Except for at the Jonas Brothers concert where okay. I lost my shit completely. She did lose her shit. I've never, I didn't think I could scream. I don't scream. I didn't think I could scream. I <laughs> you definitely lost it. I freaking lost it. I mean, it. what were you supposed to do? It was the Jonas oh Brothers. Oh my God. We were all singing so loudly. You couldn't hear the Jonas Brothers at all. <laughs> oh my God. It was so fun. Joe, I've waited my whole life She's to see a you Joe in girl. concert. I, am, I mean, I love all of you. Jonas oh, Brothers, you have no idea. Yeah. Anyway, we love the y'all were amazing i was somebody told me once that like oh they weren't that good in concert as kids and i was like that Idiots, can't be true and they fools. were they were definitely wrong because you guys were freaking amazing they were amazing okay oh my god anyway so kira texts me so let's just keep it under track here on track here i essentially have had three kira interactions oh my, god. my third inter oh and then i posted that on this my is like Tumblr saying, i've had like three alien encounters <laughs> <laughs> and she like responded to okay yes i was a tumblr user then she responded you were totally a tumblr to personality my tumblr I, I want to be a tumblr personality but i can't figure out how to make it work <laughs> I, I, it's, it's fine i have an account You're better off but i don't know how to use it well she responded to my tumblr post and was like oh it's so nice to see the the um other side of these kinds of things it was so nice anyway i was like freaking out and then my third one that is the most relevant is i went to a like book festival Mm -hmm. when the siren was coming out and i think i heard about this yes and so i met her then also and the line was super long and you waited till the end yeah well uh, yeah and everyone had like uh, yeah (laughs) yeah. everyone had like all their selection books and stuff Mm -hmm. and i did too but uh i because i knew it was like such a fast line they were Uh like okay like we we're just gonna take pics and go like they were Uh telling everyone that and i was like i have to tell her how i feel about the siren because Ah! i finished it that day oh my god and so i was like freshly like traumatized and so as soon as i got to the front of the line have you not had a podcast about books before now (laughs) (laughs) when i got to the front of the line he was like busy and i was like i'm sorry i know you're really busy but i just have to say i love the siren and she looked at me and she's like thank you (laughs) because everyone was talking about the selection and i was like freaking out about the siren but um i mean i'm sure so she might remember you not but but anyway she's mean she means a lot she means a lot to me uh Oh, God, there was something else I was going to say. Oh, yeah. 
the siren was her she wrote the siren before she wrote the selection what yes and she wow. like self-published it it wasn't <gasps> what? yeah oh, and so nice. that's why i also love the siren because i feel like it is such a good book it is a good and book. the fact that nobody yep. no mainstream publishers wanted the siren yep. until after she wrote the selection yep. is kind of like encouraging because it's yeah, like absolutely. listen you can have an amazing book mm-hmm. and it's just like about timing i wrote a book right after college that i still think is like the best thing i've ever written and i know because of the concept for it Nobody, no publisher, no literary agent will ever look at that stupid query letter twice <laughs> until I have other readers first for a different thing. Yes. So even though I'm like, this is unarguably the best thing I've ever written, it will ever, it will never ever be the first thing I publish. Yeah. yeah. And that's just how it goes, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. You need a platform first. That's what they're all about. Yeah. So anyway, I'm glad that she finally got her platform and now has the siren. The siren, yeah. She's great. She's really funny on like Twitter and uh-huh. Instagram. She's hilarious. Every year when Maxon and America are the main characters from mm-hmm. the selection, every year on their birthdays, she'll like tweet something funny about it because she cute. knows the fans are like excited. That's adorable. So I really do love when authors like engage with their fans. She's That's so nice. really sweet. Anyway, I love her. Awesome. So is that your, that's your author tidbit? That's my author uh, highlight, yeah. Oh, author highlight. Cool. I like it. Okay. So let's see what's next on our to-do list. We've done a, an, we'll call it a summary. We'll call whatever that was a summary. <laughs> uh, we've got an author highlights done. Uh, the main characters. I kind of also want to let you take this one because I can't pronounce their names. Okay. Tell well, me about some of the main characters. Okay, we got Kaylin. She's our main character. Mm-hmm. She, we kind of talked about them a lot. Dude, I actually, I don't relate to her a ton, which is only, I only bring that up because I usually do relate yeah. to me. And you would think that like in a book that's like kind of a mermaid book that I would be like, oh, I totally relate to the main character. Yeah. But other for than for her love of like vintage clothes. I didn't super relate. And I also don't just like vintage clothes. I like a lot of clothes. So it's not even like that's my one thing and it's the same. It's like uh, I also like leather and torn clothing. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine Kaylin really in leather. No. <laughs> and sometimes I dress like a hippie. So. Yeah, who knows? I, when I'm, today I'm wearing jeans and a shiny shirt. Any Firefly fans out there? I got you. My shirt says shiny. It has a picture of serenity on and it and now it has lipstick and on lipstick it. on it from the last episode when i like coughed into my arm yeah like i'm following the rules <laughs> <laughs> if my outfit suffers so what i'm also wearing socks that have swans on them which i, I like didn't them. say in the last episode i wore these in honor of pride and prejudice which was the last episode we recorded Aww. because my cover has swans on it oh cute yeah <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Thank you. Anyways, I don't super relate to Caitlin. I, so continue. I don't think, I don't know. She's very much her own person. But mm-hmm. she's also, I think that it might be, sometimes it's hard to, and I don't feel like you have to relate to a character no, to like not. the book I or really like them. I really like this book. Yeah. yeah. Even though I don't relate to her at all. Yeah. I think also like her main focus in life was she wanted to get married and have kids. And that's awesome. I have a friend like that. Um, I think my friend... Lauren, hey, what's up, Lauren? I think she could relate to this character a lot more because she's just like, she just wants a family. I mean, she, she's, so she's having her second kid now and I'm yeah. so excited for them. Congratulations. I hope that's not, as, I hope that's not, I think, I hope you guys have told everybody. <laughs> I'm not outing you, probably. Um, but anyways, uh, it's amazing. And I, I don't personally relate to that being like my one goal. Like I, I want, I'm married, which is great, yeah. but I didn't think that was going to, I was totally content to be alone for my whole life. Like yeah. I wasn't like, oh, I'm forever alone. I was like, I'm so good at being alone. I am so good alone. I'm I will never marry this. someone until <laughs> until I'm happier with someone than I am by myself, which will never happen. And yeah. then I found Javi. Yeah. But um, 
and then we'll, we're planning to have like a kid at some point eventually but like I can't relate to that being like the one thing that you want in life yeah but I also think and that is like a big deal for her but I also think that she's like you know she she has this relationship with like her siren sisters yeah and she also has this really interesting relationship with, with the, the ocean. ocean that was what I was that's what totally absorbed me because I, I could relate to that kind of yeah. I could relate to that and, like, that is such – and while we're talking about main characters, we might as well talk about but the ocean. But the ocean, who is, like, oh. It is such an interesting – and that's one of the things why I really like about this book. Because it's, like, I don't know – that is such an interesting, like, original idea. It is. Like, to have her be um, – and, like, the ocean's, like, yeah, like, kind of personified as, like, a woman. Mm-hmm. And, like, a mother. To yeah. have her be, like, a main character. And she's yeah. not – and you would think, oh, okay, then she's evil. Because no. she's having she's everyone – She's definitely the antagonist, but she's not evil. She's not. She's not. She's and you would complex. think – It's super complex. And it's – I mean, definitely props to Kira Cass because taking a character who drowns entire ships of people and somehow still not – making her come off as straight up evil yeah. like oh my gosh yeah it's just wild that was totally so well done agree. she was just like a complex i want a story about the ocean yeah like, i would take that story I, that would be really interesting like just it was so like eons. a dysfunctional family it was that's what this book that the parts i related to were the dysfunctional family bits. <laughs> yeah. i was like uh-huh <laughs> and the um because it's also like the relationship between kaylin and the ocean is obviously strained, especially as you were talking about later, like how she's like, yeah, I'm just going to murder a Kinley. Yeah. But it's also like there's a lot of like love there too. Like yeah, Kaylin it's, loves it's, her. Kaylin loves, and the ocean genuinely loves her too. Yes. So unless you've ever been in a relationship with someone where they continually hurt you, even though you actually have real love for each other, which does happen. Yeah. Like it's so, oh, I was just out of, it was just weird. It was like, this is alarmingly relatable in really alarming <laughs> ways. Yeah. yeah. And the, um, and I think that part of the reason why it's like the ocean kind of can embody that weird space is mm-hmm. because it's like she's not a person. She's mm-hmm. an entity. She's like yeah. this ancient force. Exactly. You know, so we can't really expect her to have the same kind yes. of brain or like mindset as yeah. a person would. Yeah. To her, I think it's even cr- crazy that she even has like this love and relationships with the yeah, sirens. Yeah, exactly. It definitely explains what she is totally explains her approach. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think does. it's really cool. It doesn't justify it, though. Yeah, you're still like, Nothing okay, please stop. <laughs> yeah, well, it's just like you can actually love someone and then treat them horribly. And just because you love them doesn't justify that, like a reason. It's not enough justification for them to stay in a relationship with you. Yeah. Like, you know? In the end, it's like, I'm glad Kaylin's not with Absolutely. her anymore. Even yeah. though they love and each other. And to the ocean's credit, like she was slipping very sharply from toxic to abusive before she redirected which that's great at the end she was like oh yeah oh and the only reason she was like that to begin with was because like you said she's like this non-human entity ancient spirit thing yeah so like of course she didn't understand it's good that when she does finally understand thanks to her like unheard of love for kaylin which you know is not a thing she'd super experienced before either like that her love for kaylin and kaylin's love for her totally changed the ocean's approach from now on and like her her future treatment of all of her daughters yeah yeah it was insanely it's insanely good and i think that's a lot of hope for like um dysfunctional parent child relationships Mm. as someone with a dysfunctional it's not Mom, I love you. I'm not, not talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> not talking about you. But I think in my own life and with close friends who've also had issues with their parents, it's never too late to turn things around and to fix things. However, 
both with child to, child to parent and parent to child, loving someone is not enough to stay. Yeah. And being loved by someone is not enough to stay. You can say they treat me really horribly. It's the same for abusive relationships. Like, just because they love you doesn't mean that you should stay. Yeah. And that's really hard to get by because, you know, love covers a multitude of sins. That's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. And just because you leave doesn't mean that you don't love them anymore. But you it's not a reason. Love is not enough of a reason to stay and continue to explain away someone's treatment of you. Yeah. Like Kaylin, Kaylin loved the ocean. She never stopped loving the ocean, even yeah. when she was really angry. But she still accepted that that's not like she still said this isn't okay you know mm-hmm. she told the ocean that it wasn't the ocean was not getting it for a while right and it <laughs> could have totally destroyed them she literally told the ocean like i could hate you like if you keep doing this i'm gonna have no choice to go but to hate you mm-hmm. and the ocean was like well i i don't, don't want you to hate me i want you to love me and so they worked t- together and it was pretty insane and traumatic because it's the ocean and it's ancient and crazy and it's a story but like both parties were willing to work on things and that's all the hope for any any strained parent-child relationships out there. If you are both willing to work and you love each other, then yeah, you can work, you can fix things. However, if one of you is very toxic and abusive, the love's not enough. Sorry. Yeah. One of you, one slash both of you really have to be willing to work on things and change things. Yeah. And sometimes you can choose to love someone or you can choose to be right and you can't have both. Yeah. Yeah. So very true. That's my that's that was my big takeaway no, from this with so the ocean. True. The ocean was just like her relationship with Kaylin was like just alarmingly relatable and also something I've seen in other lives and not just my own. So yeah, that ocean thing was like wild. It so is. watch out for um toxic relationships because her her relationship with the ocean in the beginning this is not just like like a coupley thing. It's true among couples, but it's also true in families. Toxic relationships which is exactly what you had with the ocean at the beginning for all the love that was there. Totally toxic. Totally slipped straight into abusive. And then thank God 180 at the end. Yeah. It's honestly, I'm, that's why I think that for me, the ending is satisfying mm-hmm. because it I agree. felt so desperate. I was totally satisfied was with dire. the way. The, exactly. <laughs> I'm totally satisfied and super happy with how the, the relationship between the ocean and Kaylin ended. Their yeah. story, their ending to their story together was just best case scenario. The ocean was like, I was wrong. I can't keep doing this and yeah. made a lasting change. It's great. She totally was able to preserve that relationship. They were able to still love each other. And then the ocean made the ultimate sacrifice of love, which was giving up Kayla at the end. Yeah. Yeah. That was really. Letting go of what she loved. Yeah, exactly. I was very proud of the ocean at the end because I was getting mad the whole time. I was like, you are being like controlling and manipulative. And then I was like, okay, this is abuse now. Yeah. And then, which was just for like, I would say just like a little like brief part of the book that it had slipped that far. And then she changed everything and I was so happy because it's so hard to see a character that loves someone not know how to not abuse them yeah like the ocean obviously did not think that she was being abusive or manipulative no I mean I don't think she'd ever loved anybody like she loved Kaylin no. and I think that she was so desperate to keep her that yeah. she was letting exactly slip and away. I think that's what happens like love is not the same as control and yeah. I think it's really hard when you love someone a lot to remember that having control over them is not the same yes. as being loved by or having or or loving someone. So, and that's part of why Akinley and Kaylin are so cute. It's because I feel like they're equals. They're totally equals. Yeah. And but okay, continue. No, no, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, it's totally. A, we're talking about this this big deep talk topic, and what I have to say is, 
<laughs> not deep. It's totally shallow. Oh, okay. Well, you can say it. <laughs> Achille gets a bun. I was hoping you would bring this up so I wouldn't have to. Let me tell you something. Okay. As I took my notes on my page, I have a favorite part, least favorite part. Fun facts. Want to know what I put for least favorite part? The bun. On page 185, Achille wears his hair in a bun. That was going to be my least favorite part. Do you want to know what my favorite part is? What? Sorry. Sorry. That's on page 165. On page 185, Julie tells Julie says um, that he asked to cut his hair. And uh, I approve of that. Yes. Thank God. So 20 pages later, <laughs> we can resolve the man bun. But that's what I put for my least favorite part. <laughs> I know. I was like, Achille, I'm just not Achille, a fan of man buns. Please. Me neither. I remember it reading it and me. being like, oh, no. No. <laughs> it looks unclean. Not just on dudes. When I wear my hair in a bun, it's because I it's because wash my hair. It's because it's time to wash I my know, hair. And I was like, oh, my God. Not that like buns can't be done real cute. They can be when they're intentional. But like the man bun always looks like a girl's hair when she hasn't washed it. It was thrown not up like that a good look for my boy no, Kinley. and wasn't. i know he's fictional i, I was just him. starting to warm up to him at that point and then i was like <laughs> disgusting <laughs> i was like oh please kaylin son. honey you can do better i know I was like, <laughs> kaylin cut that hair now <laughs> dude yeah <laughs> um i was like just starting to relate to how she could feel for him like that and then the bun came up and i was like i don't see it i don't see it <laughs> oh Ugh. okay yeah, any I other characters agree. Um, we got all her sisters. All her sisters. They're nice. I like them. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the artist one is probably my favorite of the sisters. Yeah, whose I like name her I can't. Too. Uh, it starts with an M, name? I think. Miaka? I don't remember. Miaka? Is that mm-hmm. what it is? Yeah, that Miaka? her. Miaka, I think. Um, that's another one that's like I said in the last episode where I know you like a lot of us have that issue where we read a word on the page and then we and we read it wrong, we <laughs> yeah. pronounce it wrong out loud. That's another one of the ones where I'm like, I didn't even try. I know. I'm like, I feel like it's either Maika I'm like M. or Mi- or Miyaka. <laughs> I just read, I read the first, the first letter, which was M. Mm. <laughs> I was just like, that's M. <laughs> and M. Mm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't even try. My brain doesn't even attempt a pronunciation. Um, Ugh. Yeah, she, I like her too. She's cool. Yeah, she's very cool. I, I thought she had the most, and she did. She kind of later became to Kaylin what Kaylin was to Ashling, and vice versa. So mm-hmm. I like to see that transition. That made a lot of sense. Yeah, it is interesting to think about, like just like the generations of sirens. Yeah, for real. Yeah, kind of. The crazy. new, the newest siren was problematic. I'm not remembering everything. Please refresh my memory. So you know, the the new siren who, um, so she came from a abusive family so there's a, there's a couple abusive family things yeah. going on in this um her father tried to drown her remember <gasps> oh he, yes because uh, he had a daughter he was always mad that he had a daughter yeah and he tried to drown her which is horrible and the mom did not protect her um and then they went back and later <gasps> oh, yes. because she couldn't let it go and I it was remember. so traumatic they yes. went back and and killed the parents yeah. and here's here's my problem with that it's not actually the murder because I can understand I can understand that instinct and I can understand that if you have the power of a siren like I can totally yeah she's like powerful now yeah exactly I can understand that being an option that you would think of however the lumping this is just hard for me because I've seen it too many times lumping the mom in with the dad for not standing up for the kid is a problem because you have to remember that that was a person who was also being abused yeah, that's true. Yeah, but and she was also being beaten. And yes, absolutely, she should have stood up for her daughter and done more. But it's a different level of 
culpability, you know? Yeah. But I also, I completely agree with you, but I could see why um, oh, I can the siren, mm-hmm. she would not be able to make that distinction oh, in the moment. Oh, 100%. So I don't think that it's necessarily like... I don't even think that one is more guilty than the other. It's just, it's hard to accept from someone who's seen multiple women who have wished that they had handled things differently in an abusive right. relationship, like wish they'd protected their kids more or wish they had like left or done something and felt like for whatever reason they couldn't or like staying was the best way to protect their kids. Yeah. Like that's just so hard to separate because... I've seen that so much where they think that staying is the best. And maybe in some cases, practically speaking, maybe it is the safest choice to make. I don't know. And I, they don't they don't go into her background enough to know if that's true or not. That was just my instinctual, oh, no. At the yeah. same time, I, I totally, totally see why that siren felt that way. About right. I cannot, she has not faulted it all on me by that. I, hell no. No, but I agree with you. I mean, the, I'm definitely not saying that I blame the mom as much or anything. I'm just saying, like, from her perspective. Oh, no, exactly. From her, her perspective, to... I totally see it. I don't I don't blame her. I don't even, which I probably should. Murder is wrong. I know murder is wrong. <laughs> I know murder is wrong, There's but at the so same time. There's so many murders in this book, though. I know. But with this one, I know murder is wrong, but at the same time, I have such a hard time faulting them for what they did. Like, yeah. that was horrible. He murdered his daughter and was, and and the mom was an accomplice in the sense that she didn't stop him. Yeah. And I don't, I don't care what the situation is. If you can stop your child from being murdered, you do. Yeah. Whatever else you've done to try and cope thus far, I understand. But you stop your child from being murdered if you yeah, can. Yeah, that could seem like the minimum. <laughs> yeah. Or I think, did she say, it might have been that he knocked her unconscious first, though. I'm I can't remember the detail. There was some detail Either way, like it's that. sad. <laughs> um, either way is sad. Either way, I don't know that situation, so I can't speak to it personally at all. But it just, it brought up some, like, some patterns I've seen. And I was like, wow, lots of patterns in this book with weird family dysfunction and yeah. slash, slash abuse problems. What? Oh, I don't know. I thought somebody was at the door. Oh, okay. I guess we're good. Yes, but, um, completely agree. Yeah. Yes. So I, so that that character, that siren, who's I, I can't remember her name. What's it's the new one's name? P, right. I think possibly so. She was I that sweet sweet girl. She was definitely a very tortured soul, and I'm I'm whatever Padma? else. Padma. Yes. Yeah. Whatever else about the murder, all that stuff aside, because I have a hard time sorting through my opinions on that, and nor do I have to because it's fiction. So yeah, that's yeah. nice. And I know that I wouldn't murder someone. <laughs> Yep, probably. It is a dark book. It's really dark. <laughs> There's a lot of It's darkness. really dark. But I'm so happy that Padma, she, she seems to be healed after. That's how she's presented. Oh, that's the other thing is logically, logically, practically, and what we know about human nature, I don't think murdering your parents would make you feel better. I don't think it would make you feel better. I think you'd still have a lot of trauma to work through. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't imagine. Think that's, yeah, would, I don't know. So I like that she feels better after that. But I also had a, a logical problem with the fact that Padma was, like, all better after that because that's not how it works. <laughs> that's yeah, not how it works. Even I mean, if your parents, even if you didn't go and murder them, even if, best case scenario, they turned everything around, they were like, we are so sorry, we should have never done this, you would still have years and years of trauma and coping mechanisms and things ingrained that don't just go away. Yeah. So, and then you'd have the murder of your parents, which is definitely a traumatic incident. On top of all the other trauma, I just don't think that that was a solution. And it could have still been presented as not a solution, as a thing that they did, which was totally understandable, but that didn't solve the problem. Instead, it was weird because it was presented as like, the problem solved now. And I was like, I don't think it is. <laughs> murder. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> don't worry. Murder solves everyone's problems. 
<laughs> maybe it's a siren thing maybe i'm not getting because they're not they are technically they are human. not human that's yeah. true i bet she'll have a lot to deal with over you know that's what the i'm next saying hundred years that's what i'm saying she was yeah and i could even see if like, like if it had been ashling um who'd been a siren for a hundred years and done something like that they're more detached from death at that point i don't know to me it was just the that 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 padma would all of a sudden be better after that is weird to me yeah see i'm just like i guess i didn't skim that part i don't remember (laughs) (laughs) that's okay it might have meant more to me because i was like i don't as having some personal experience with weird family stuff i was like I don't think I'd feel better. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I doubt you would. Yeah. I don't think I'd feel Murdering, better. Murdering, I'm sure, is not. Murder not in itself is a traumatic anyone, thing. But... I don't. Th- thank you. I have not either. <laughs> so glad we can. So glad that should have been the secret that I shared earlier. Oh, yeah. That you should... Actually, I haven't yeah, murdered I haven't anyone. I haven't murdered anyone. I haven't murdered anyone. Um, it just doesn't seem like I would feel better if I did. I can think of some people who probably deserve to die based on as much as humans can decide that. I yeah. can think of some people who I'm like, if a human deserves to die and I get to choose, you'd probably be the top of the list. <laughs> but I don't think I'd feel any better. If Ash ever gets siren powers, watch out. <laughs> people are just going to start walking into the ocean and they're going to be like, now I know who she was talking about. Okay. Now I know these go. thinly veiled references in her podcast. <laughs> just kidding. Anyways, I still think that regardless of the horrible thing that's happened, and I think that many people who've gone through far worse traumas than me or even the characters in this book, forgiveness is as much of a gift for you as it is for the person you're forgiving. It's not, it's not about them at all. I think that actually, I don't think murdering will even do it. You have to forgive the person that hurt you or you're just... It's still on you. It's still going to cling to you. That thing is going to be there forever unless you let it go. Yeah. And you can't just say, I'm just not going to think about it. That's letting it go. I did that. That doesn't let it go. It's still there. You have to really forgive. And, and, and it's not a thing you do once either. Yeah. You have to. It's an active thing and you have to keep doing it. And I really think that no matter the trauma, unfortunately, it doesn't make sense. My human logic brain's like, no, kill them is definitely better than forgive them. That's what they deserve. It's not about what they deserve. It's about what you deserve. Mm-hmm. And you deserve to forgive them and move on. And to not have the additional trauma of a murder or what, however else you, whatever other negative coping mechanism you chose. While yeah. it's understandable, it's not justifiable and it's not going to actually make you feel better. And so that was like, my brain could not handle that whole thing with Padma. I was like, yeah. I get it, but I don't think it was the right choice. Yeah. But that's people. So I can't, I mean. Yeah. I mean, people are going to make bad decisions. Yeah. And I, and Especially again, traumatized people. For real. And I can never, I can never judge a traumatized person for what they've done as a result of their trauma. Yeah. Like that's, I get it. I totally get it. On that forgiveness thing, it's kind of like, I don't know. It kind of reminded me of like, um what Kaylin does with the, like, mm-hmm. looking up everybody who she's, like, yeah. been responsible for. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like she can't let them go. Yeah. But it's also, like, I don't know, part of me felt like this is responsible. Like, yeah. she's taking responsibility for them. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. It is interesting. It felt like she was honoring them in a way. Yes. Yeah. Like, trying to figure them out. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's so sad. This whole book Wait, is very this dark. This book is really sad. <laughs> It is really sad. And then it ends with amnesia. Yeah. It is really sad. But they're going to be happy. They're going to live in that house and live in Maine and just like be happy together. (sighs) Yeah. But she won't remember. And when he like proposed to her basically on the beach instead of his grandma, she won't remember that. That is my favorite part. That's my favorite part too. (laughs) That was also my favorite part. It is so good. Oh my God. Wait, let me find it. 
I put least favorite part, the ocean. Because I love the ocean, but I also hated the ocean. Exactly. Oh, no, no, no. That's what I put first. And then I wrote, and then I scratched it out, and in all caps wrote, the ending. Yeah, the <laughs> so ending. favorite part is I hate amnesia. You know what I was crying about? What? Can we talk about quotes now? Because this is hell yeah, sure. Okay. Who, who needs who needs order and structure? I actually don't even remember what the structure was. <laughs> I don't either. I it. just found one of the quotes I wanted to talk about and was go like, for it. The part where Akinley and Kaylin are having like their best day ever, and oh, that whole day was just so magical. cute. And, and then they had lobster, and I was like, I want lobster. <laughs> <laughs> My stomach is legitimately growling right now, and um. He was like, he was just like going off in sign language. He was like, just talk. And she was like, okay. And mm-hmm. he's like, just signing like all this stuff that he, he doesn't know what she's saying. Yeah. Oh, and, the story. And he tells her the story. When yeah. she tells the story. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that was magical. Um, but when he's, he was like, oh my God, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what? And she's like, um, He's just, like, signing. Mm-hmm. She's like, some days I don't know what there's left to live for. I try to memorialize the lives I've helped to take, but I'm not sure it does any good. And I try to take care of my sisters, but I don't think that's enough by itself. I don't think anyone could exist for another person for their entire life. And then it says, I pause. Maybe they could, though, if they found the right person. At this moment, I'm considering living for you, but you'd never, ever know. And I was Aww. just like, <laughs> so like you. they are so sweet. She's just, like, so full... They're both, like, so sad at this point. Yeah. They're both depressed for most of the book, yeah. to be honest. But, like, when they're together, there's, like, this, like, sweetness. They're they're both equally sweet. I think that might also be why I didn't super relate is because I am probably more salty than I am sweet, as is my husband. So <laughs> so the two people that are more sweet than not together, I was like, I don't get it. <laughs> I was like, I don't get your connection. It's just too sweet. They're, they're Where's the spice? nice to each other. Yeah, well, they're just nice. To, what's that about? They're nice to each other. What? You? Ew. <laughs> yeah. And these, oh my God. They're just very gentle with each other. It made me really happy. Well, that makes sense. Wait, where's the part? Oh, I also put as another favorite part was the salt dresses. Yes. Ah, I love them. I was, I was like, I want to wear a salt dress for my entire life every single day. Yes. Except that then it falls apart and suddenly you're naked. Like, whoa. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. Let's see. I had so much to say because my least favorite part was the ocean. Mm-hmm. So I had so much to say about it. And I've already said most of it. Yeah. Um, I hope my take on it wasn't totally off the wall and everyone's like, we didn't get that at all. No, I think that some of that is like, you know, I think everybody kind of understands that. It's just like a really complicated, like kind of messed up relationship. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I think. But that- it's never too late. And I feel like I feel like I was really down and down about it. But like, it's never <laughs> too late. They do turn it around at the they end. They do turn it around. One, the one that was wrong changed. And sometimes yes. one person's wrong and the other one's not. It's, you're, unfortunately, you're not always both equally wrong. Sometimes one yes. of you is more wrong the than the other. Was the ocean was more wrong, wrong infinitely more wrong than Kayla. I mean, Kayla didn't really, like, do anything. Yeah, she didn't do anything. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Is in this scenario, only one person did the thing that was wrong. Yeah. But the other one loved them enough yes. that they listened when she said you're wrong yeah. and fixed it. So I'm glad because I think the ocean is a great character. She's a great character. Yeah. It's weird because she was also like a child in some senses because she is so new to the idea of like human relationships. Yeah, she's yeah. really interesting. 
Uh, also, like, right when they're kissing it and is. right before he, like, is like, wow, and, like, uh-huh. destroys everything. Which was, <laughs> I remember reading it for the first time and just losing my mind. I was like, no! <laughs> because I... <laughs> but he, they're, like, kissing and he says, you brought me back from the dead. And oh, I was my like, God. Ah! See, you're like, ah! And I'm like, ugh. <laughs> I know. I can't that get That was enough. my reaction. He said, you brought me back from that. And I was like, God, no. They're so uh, cute. Ugh. It's a lot of that in, like, the selection series. Just tell oh, me. Yeah. So I, ugh. See, I don't know if you'd like the selection now because I I I, Maxon is too sweet for you. No, I just don't. He's, America's got some spice. She's like, you know, she's feisty. And I'm, I'm cool. I'm good with feisty. She's great. I love America. I don't know what and to I, do with the characters that are too sweet. Maxon is a sweetie pie. That's that's your type. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's why I love it. He's the sweetest sweetie little boy. And, um, yeah. But, you know, he he's not a pushover. He'll hold his own. Yeah. Well, that's good. I'm not saying all sweet people are pushovers. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like, he's really nice, but yeah, you know. Uh, but, okay, what I love, I think what one of the other you things I so love. You look so pleased. I have to describe your expression for our <laughs> listeners, for our, our three or four pleased. listeners. <laughs> she just, Mom, here's what Kendall looks And those like. of you who have met, actually, all of our listeners at this point, most likely, assuming they're the ones that I pointed out already. The ones that we followed on Instagram. The ones that we followed on Instagram. <laughs> Follow us back already, God. Um have seen this expression of Kendall's where she puts her the tips of her fingers together in a little steeple right underneath her chin and she smiles just a little bit and she looks off to the side and it's both precious and deeply terrifying. Oh no! <laughs> I didn't know how And to she look. just did it. And every time she makes this expression, she does the thing where she puts the little steeple fingers together, she looks off to the side and she smiles and I'm like, something good's about to happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so go ahead, okay. fingers. All I was going to say was one of the things I love about Kinley is that he, um, as you were saying before, he puts in a lot of the effort because mm-hmm. he's not going to put in the effort. Yeah. He's like, I, don't, I can't even be here. Yeah. But he and he's never like she's the one who basically like on their cute cake date she mm-hmm. just leaves without telling oh yes him. the fact that he never holds that against he her never holds it's it insane her. even when they meet up after six i was months. so stressed out when she washed up on the beach i was like he's gonna be mad yeah, that she never texted back mad. he's gonna be mad he's never mad he's no. just like are you okay like i would i miss you i was worried about you i'm glad he's you're fine so sweet like that was that was what endeared me to him that was what i was yes. like i can look past the man bun because <laughs> because that he was so sweet and so loving that he was able to look past that and just assume, like, she must have been going through something. Yeah. Which is usually true, I feel like. When someone acts douchey to us, and I could definitely remember this more, when someone's acting like a brat, there probably is a reason in their personal life they're acting like a brat. Yeah. And we should probably all be all a little more forgiving of yeah. each other. And he was just naturally like that. And I was like, you are such a better person than me. He's Kimberly. a great He's a You're good so person. You're so sweet. He really and is. And then also, whenever... After, like, they, like, right before he basically proposed to her, she was like, he was like, listen, you have no last name. You never speak. You never get hurt. There Mm -hmm. is something going on with you that he was like, that either means that you are trouble or you're in trouble. And he's like, so I want to help you. (laughs) I know. (laughs) That was so sweet. I feel like now they're like, that bitch is crazy. (laughs) Not, to, not to, I really don't love that word, and I don't use it that often, except for in like comedic, for comedic purposes. But 
I've definitely heard dudes say that and I've been like, you're not wrong. (laughs) That person is crazy. Or like that girl's too much drama. He doesn't think either of those. He's just like, you're, you're, there's, you're clearly in some kind of situation, but I'm going to be here for you. Yes. And I'm like, oh, so sweet again. He's a, he's a good love interest. And so that scene is actually where my favorite quote came from. I just like, I love the, the imagery in this. My saltwater blood was sparkling through me, and I was more alive than I'd ever been. Yes. I was like, oh, cool, saltwater, sparkling Yay, blood. We love all of it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was amazing. I, that was my favorite quote for sure. All right, cool. So we're we're coming up on, I think, about the same time code as our last oh, episode, which I means that we're... I thought it was going to be shorter. I know. We're, now we're, we just have so much to say. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad we got to talk about this book. Dude. Look. Look at my signed. Oh, we have to, we have to pinkies up it. Oh, yeah, we do. So we got to rate our pinkies up. Ah, there it is. There. We'll have to post a picture of it. Uh, Spoons here has a signed copy. So we'll okay. post a picture of the signing Sounds as well great. on our Instagram, Instagram. Uh, which is That Pretentious Book Club. Our TikTok is also The Pretentious, the Pretentious Book, Book Club. Club. Our Patreon, if you want to love us, is uh, That Pretentious Book Club. All right. And, and, and Spoons, what's our website? thatpretentiousbookclub.com what's our email contact at thatpretentiousbookclub.com we made it very easy for y'all to get in touch if you have any ideas if you hate something that you said if you love something you said if you're cute cast and you want to hang out (laughs) (laughs) Uh, if you've seen a mermaid in real life i would love to hear the story or if you have any book ideas they're like you just have to read this book yes we'll be like yeah, we'll consider it. We'll take it under advisement. Yeah. Uh, so now, finally, before we wrap up, uh, what, how many pinkies do we want to rate this book? I give The Siren four out of five pinkies up. I was also, well, see, this is just going to be boring, so we keep giving the same ratings. I was also going to give The Siren four out of five pinkies up, uh, but I think I'm going to change it to three and a half pinkies up. Okay, that's fair. A, so we don't just match, and then also because I'm thinking about the murder thing, and that logically didn't work for me. Okay. But I might have just, maybe I just didn't get to hear enough about Padma's story, her continuing story. Uh-huh. But I'm still going to have to give it three and a half pinkies up, which okay. is still fairly That's good. high. Yeah. Okay. We love it. We love it. Three and a half pinkies up. Thank you guys for listening. Mom and Leela and Carissa. Was that, was that who I said? Yeah. And Catherine. Oh, yeah. And Catherine. I don't know if any of these and, people are And listening. Carissa's other Catherine. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Anne of Green Gables stuff going on now. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't know what we're going to read next week, but we'll be back again with another episode to entertain, delight, and enrage you. Yeah. For now. um, Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.